This is Mission Disco, a conversation about imagination, innovation, and Christian mission in Ireland and beyond. I am Simon Kilpatrick. And I am Brian Sanders. We are your DJs for this conversation. Well, uh, again, in Ignite, I, I often bring up that, um, that when Jesus said, um, the world will know you're my disciples if you love one another. Um, you know, it wasn't the world will know you're my disciples if you all agree with one another mm-hmm. and, and have the same political standpoint and the, the same idea and the way the world should be run. Um, mm-hmm. That's not what is, is there, but it's if we love one another and that takes power, paramount and, and, and precedent um, over... Um, over just agreeing with each other, and we but we also see it through the scriptures and and particularly through um, Peter and, and Paul uh, in Acts. You see this kind of the the early church trying to figure out well who are they, and you see this debate between these two very prominent church fathers, if you will, and this debate over well are Gentiles in or are they out or you know and and trying to figure out and actually it's through dialogue that they come. Uh, to the conclusion so again it's not just one person saying oh the Gentiles know they're right and, and another person and, and then splitting the church and, and having two separate uh, mm-hmm. but rather it's through dialogue it's through conversation it's through yeah prayer and, and seeking uh, the scriptures that, that the answer and, and the way forward is, is found so I think yeah when we talk a bit about church I think but I think even when we think about mission as well you mentioned Corinthians there I think one passage i come back to quite regularly is uh in first corinthians 9 where paul talks about he's free and uh, free of demands and expectations of everyone and the message version of it was really interesting i remember looking at it a few years ago and thinking this is and i called it kind of the missional position this is slightly controversial using those words but thinking about you talked about posture how do we and i think it's really challenging when you read through it and there's one particular bit i just come what we're talking about thinking about it there it talks about, um, you know, even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, he's become a servant to all in order to reach people. And then he says, I keep my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. Mm-hmm. And I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. life. And I did all of this because of the message. I didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. But that idea of entering into people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, walking a mile in their shoes, you know, those yeah. kind of things of really understanding where people are coming from, from and wanting to dialogue with those people, but keeping, I'm a Jesus follower. Yeah. I still want to, I want to be led by Jesus, yeah. but I really want to experience and understand the person I'm speaking to. Yeah. So what, 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 what qualities, I suppose, is the question, can we cultivate? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay, maybe, maybe I'm listening and I think I'm just, I'm, my life is just full of relationships like this. And I, I naturally, uh, I'm good at dialogue or open to dialogue, but maybe maybe I struggle to make that useful in mission. You know, I don't know how to make that that transition. Or maybe someone's listening and they they see themselves as a missionary. They're engaged in ministry, whatever that means. They see themselves in ministry, but they don't have a lot of relationships. They're not great in in dialogue. I mean, what? Yeah. Let's let's talk about what kind of qualities can be cultivated. I mean, maybe. What what do you do, Michael? Who are what, how do you, how does one come to this sort of appreciation um, for? I think part of it is um, so we've been told, uh, or or at least I've been told growing up that uh, to do evangelism or to do mission well, what we need to do is to 
to have almost a clear presentation of the gospel in our head that we can deliver. Um, and then we need to, to get someone, anyone, whoever you, you manage to catch, uh, the person sitting beside you in the tree or the plane, uh, or stuck there, and you present the, the gospel to them uh, in the hope that they then accept. Um, I would almost do away with that. <laughs> um, because actually I think that kind of idea is unrealistic a lot of times it reminds me a little bit of like when you're a teenager if you if you remember and you know you like someone and you want to ask them out or you want to talk to them and you you practice your conversation with them in the mirror and you know and you practice the conversation so you're going to be smart and funny i never did, and, I never did that it never <laughs> you just well. it's, a long, it's a long time since you were a teenager brown yeah. <laughs> probably it just is. remember <laughs> but um but, but you know, you, you practice this conversation and it never works out. It never happens because <laughs> the other person is an autonomous human being and they never make the replies that you imagine they'll make. Um, and so your smart, funny comments just they have no opening, have nowhere, have nowhere to go. And I, so for me, part of it is, um, yeah, being natural, <laughs> um, not kind of... Uh, we, we talked about um, who is teaching in the church and maybe is, is do we want Jesus to be the teacher and what does that look like? But but who is leading the mission mm. as well? Mm. Um, you know, is this all on me? Um, I, I don't I don't kind of take that any longer either. So I'm not sitting in front of someone going, well, their their soul is in my hands um, and I have to deliver. Uh, the right lines to, to get them uh, to, to free their soul mm-hmm. um, and, and give them eternal life. That's not in my head at all because actually the, the person leading the mission is Jesus. The person leading the mission is, is God. It's his mission. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that is at work there. And uh, I might be of some use. I might not be. Um, but I, I could be <laughs> of some use. Um, but it's not up to me to, to unlock all the codes it's not up to me to to move one person from a to b um so that kind of frees me to just be natural <laughs> and have a conversation with them like anything else um now but other... sure but to be but to be fair your natural if we're gonna use that word if your natural state is actually to care about people though yeah because some of myself good i don't have to share the gospel and i can just be natural and i don't <laughs> like people and i don't like talking to people and now i can i have a you know, so you there's more going on inside of you. There's I think there is a yeah. an element where you have to understand and and like people if you want to yeah use that phrase. Um, but the the best way to get to know, oh well, to, the best way to turn that corner, uh, uh, as it were, is actually to have a conversation with someone. Mm. It's very easy to to sound apart from someone and and say they're wrong and their whole lifestyle's wrong and and I hate everything about them. Um, it's very different when you sit across the table and and look into their eyes and and share a meal together or 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 whatever. Um, the you know that becomes a, a much harder aspect because you realize that the other person has things going on in their life. Even if they're doing things you don't like, you you start to realize there's there's other elements at play there um, as well. I I the other thing I was going to say is I do think it's really important to to yeah, ground ourselves in in uh, in scripture and prayer as well as we do this um so you know i don't i don't feel any pressure to kind of push my agenda on on anyone 
but I also feel as you know someone who is just interested in what God's doing is interested in in theology that this sort of stuff just kind of happens <laughs> you know if I'm at a wedding uh, sitting on a table with people I just end up talking theology um, because I'm interested in it um, and uh, hopefully I can do it in a way that uh, that yeah doesn't kind of mm. shut down conversation <laughs> um but but it's becoming interested and and uh so so yeah i'm interested in faith i'm interested in in what god is doing so i those two elements are really important um being interested in people and and and, uh, and uh, knowing our, ourselves and our own faith mm. um and those two things do take work getting to know people and getting to know our faith i mean we you know you do have to spend time in the scriptures. You do have to spend time praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have to spend time exploring for yourself as well. Um, I think just as you're talking there, I think of another passage that I find particularly helpful thinking about how to how to listen to maybe the, the Spirit and allow the Spirit lead. Because sometimes we think it's up to us or we have a plan of mm-hmm. A to B and this I'm just going to present this regardless whether someone's listening or not. Is the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch where mm-hmm. he... He's walking along and the Spirit says, go and walk beside the chariot and listen to what's happening. Listen to what the Ethiopian eunuch is reading. And then the Spirit says, and then he invites him up to speak. And he's reading a particular passage in Scripture. But Philip, it says in the past that Philip, starting with that passage, explained who God was. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we when we meet someone, we want to start at this is how the world started and this is how it ends. But actually engaging where people are at, yeah. meeting them at that point. And that in, involves maybe explaining the bigger story of what God's about, but starting with people, starting with the questions that people are asking. Well, and he asks them a question too. What, what do you, what do you make of this yeah, thing exactly. you're reading? He's yeah, like, what, yeah, well, how, I, can't I can't make anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Help me. But starting with the questions that people are asking rather than the questions we think people want to ask. And I think churches are good at yeah. doing sermon series or doing mission, mm-hmm. answering questions that people aren't asking. People don't care about. Yeah. But actually, and I think we have to really understand people and learn from people and hear where they're at in order to try and show what God says about those situations. Because God does care, and God does want to say something to those situations. I'll tell you a good story I heard recently. So I work in yeah international development a little bit as well. Um, and I was talking to someone um, from Sierra Leone uh, recently, and they were telling us that they had gone to this um, village in Sierra Leone. They're, they're from Sierra Leone, and uh, they'd gone to this village, and an NGO, they didn't say who, and... I have no interest in, in, in divulging that, but uh, an international NGO had been to this village before they'd got there. So they walked into the village and uh, they were walking around talking to the, uh, the chief of the village and they had noticed that there was uh, 12 little individual toilets um, had been built, um, little kind of individual houses, uh, toilets along the side. And uh, they said to the chief, oh, you've got 12 toilets, that must be fantastic for the village. And the chief said, "Oh yeah, uh, this NGO came and they um they built all these these toilets for us. We didn't really want toilets though, um, but but they didn't ask us, so they they just built all these toilets. Um, what we really wanted was a barn, um, but they they didn't talk to us. So, uh, this woman then went down the toilets in each toilet. She opened it, and in each toilet was full just of grain and uh, and different things for farming. Each of the twelve toilets." Uh, used as small individual little barns um, <laughs> rather than for what they were made for. Um, but the lesson in that is that this NGO arrived in and didn't talk to the people. If they'd talked mm. to them for five minutes, they would have found out that they wanted a barn. Mm. <laughs> and and then they could have provided that. That's, that's crazy. Um, 
And and this is also a lesson for the church because this mm-hmm. is what the church does time and time again. The church mm-hmm. does not go and talk to people outside its doors. So then it doesn't know what to offer. Even, with, know even within do. its doors. Yeah. yeah. And and <clears throat> so the church kind of goes, oh, well, what, what could we do for the, the people outside? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll just run this camp or maybe we'll do this thing. And and then, you know, everyone will come and, and flock and, and, and know God. And, and you see it fail time and time again. So one of the big things I'd say as a church, the church needs to get out outside its doors and just talk to people. Because it's once you talk to them, you might find out that they want a barn, they don't want toilets. You might find out actually what is going on in this town, in this village, in this city um, that, that the church can, can use its resources for. The church has great resources. You know, not mm-hmm. not only money, but, uh, you know, the church is, has got a, a, a group of people who are willing to go out and do stuff. Um, the church has great resources. It just needs to mm-hmm. use them a bit better sometimes. Well, I, I um, it made me think of, we, you know, Simon and I were at a conference last week. Um, really, really on creativity and tech, art, design, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not a Christian conference, but that one of their key um, presentations was about empathy. Empathy being the primary skill or gift that people are looking for in employment today. Uh, That's a stretch for me, but so it is. Um, And, and I, I, so I I was thinking of a couple of books, which I might, which I might recommend to our listeners here. Um, One is Brian Grazer's book, A Curious Mind which is um, a sort of extraordinary, he, you know, he's a Hollywood producer, um, famous Hollywood producer. And, and he, he, almost, he almost engages the idea of he, what he calls emotional curiosity, which strikes me as something similar to empathy, uh, or at least the way it was being presented. But, but, but every month for, for his whole life, he sought out some interesting person to just sit down and have an hour and just ask questions and learn about who they are in their life, from, from Jonas Salk to Fidel Castro to ex-presidents to, to Joseph Oppenheimer. to It's just extraordinary that people, but just because he calls and says, can I, it helps that he's maybe a famous person himself, but just to say, I just want to learn. And, 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 and it's almost opportunistic. If you read his book, it's almost like he does it because of... He's he's gaining something from it, but it's not wealth or fame or power, and it's not even if you read it, it's not even knowledge itself just for the sake of knowledge. It's it's as if the connectedness that he gains, the mm-hmm. the the joy of discovery, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what that's what empathy does is it it builds a bridge between us like human connection that we're all longing for. I mean everyone everyone. Christian, non-Christian, yeah. we, we're just dying to connect with each other. And and we're talking about dialogue, but maybe behind, and we're talking about relationships in mission. But behind all of that is this is this need to, to feel with each other, to understand each other. And I feel like without that emotional curiosity, true, genuine interest in the other person, it is mechanical. It's... It, it, people will know you don't mean it. Yeah, yeah. They'll know they, that you don't mean it, and and the converse is true. Even if you even if you're lousy at presenting the gospel, or or remembering your Bible verses or yeah. something like that, or presenting the proper Christian Orthodox worldview, 
they'll feel that sense of like you care you're interested yeah, yeah. in them people that's powerful that's a powerful thing and then the, the other book i might recommend is um one of my favorite books of that i read in 2015 um by warren Berger called a more beautiful question and it's it's a I think the subtitle is the power of inquiry to spark breakthrough ideas. So still, and, and this is what was happening at this conference. They were trying to connect empathy and curiosity. That was another major yeah. point in the conference, trying to connect curiosity to creativity. Yeah. So the value of these dialogues is, is part part connection, but it's also like breakthrough thinking. Yeah. It, it, for those of us that are deeply concerned about truth, like what is real? Hmm. And ultimately that's what theology is. It's a pursuit of truth. Hmm. Not just for the unbeliever or the, the faithless, but for me. Yeah. I, I want to know God. And I, I rarely en enter into a dialogue with anyone, Christian or not, where I don't grow somehow yeah. where i'm not my my heart and my mind is not expanded and that's just a wonder it's a wonder like people are amazing yeah they really are yeah yeah i think um even when you're uh talking about the the first book there and the the kind of desire to to just get to know people i think that is important i think yeah again one of the mistakes that that we make and uh sometimes in our dialogue is this kind of um, need to always have the right answer or need to be defensive mm. so uh, if someone starts um, starts uh, picking a little hole in our faith or uh, starts picking on, on something that we don't want to be that we don't want picked at we, we kind of get defensive and uh, and, and cease to, to 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 just let that conversation flow uh, mm -hmm. as such whereas for me it's it's like I'm more than happy to, to let the conversation uh, continue to flow. Um, more than happy for someone to, to debate and disagree uh, with different elements of, uh, of my faith and, uh, and to, to build empathy into that. Yeah. So for them to go, oh, I totally disagree with this. How can God ever be good? Um, you mm. know, there's so much evil in the world. But the right response to, oh, there's so much evil in the world isn't to give them a logical a answer as to why evil exists and <laughs> that's not what they want what they want you to do is to sit beside them and go yeah it's really crap mm -hmm. you know this this world can be really rubbish sometimes um mm -hmm. what they want is that empathy connection yeah. um rather than the the logical response or the mm -hmm. the kind of like i'm going to stand back here and just tell you the right mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. thing um, so I think that sense of empathy and coming alongside people is, is really important and, and finding that in the relationship. So so even if someone has got a totally different worldview to you, I think we do connect because we're humans mm. and, and we, we have the same feelings of, uh, of joy and of sadness and, uh, and, and hurt and of hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are the things that we all have and it's, it's connecting over those things is, is important. So give, just just to maybe summarize or close, like piece of advice, maybe from both of you. Uh, if okay, this is a this is a challenging conversation for me to hear. Maybe I'm 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 somebody who's thinking, um, gosh, maybe I am a little rigid. Maybe I am 
lost the verse, so I, I don't want to, I'm afraid my worldview will be harmed or shattered by entering into truly generous, mutually reciprocal dialogue with people, uh, particularly in the space of mission. What do I do? You know, give me some, coach me here. Give me some. I think, um, I think it's not being afraid to trust God in it. I think sometimes, yeah, we think my faith might be shaken, but God's able to handle these questions and these discussions, I think, and the Holy Spirit's at work in our lives, helping us navigate those discussions. And it's trusting that it's okay to have questions. I was talking to someone there last week about similar things and their, you know, their faith, I think, fundamentally is probably okay, but lots of questions over loss, death, all those kind of things. And what does that mean? And being able to wrestle with those questions in the church, being able to talk about those things, because a lot of the time we just give the right answer from the front mm -hmm. and everyone's joyful and happy when we come to church. But actually, um, being able to have those conversations and you know you're talking about those empathy and having a conversation with a real person and that being really important learning and 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 growing and knowing each other um so i think yeah trusting god in it even though some of it's rocky and can be stormy um listening to people um understanding where people are coming from hmm. kind of vague, but yeah i would also say like i mean for us in ignite there's many, many different ways in which you can do this. We've talked a little bit about our Sunday morning service, but we have an awful lot of different groups that, that use this kind of dialogue uh, kind of idea uh, as well. We have a, a group called The Overs, uh, which is for mostly retired um, people in the, um, in the local area. And they meet for lunch once a week and have a question of the day mm. um, that uh, that is, is kind of thrown out and they just talk about it over the meal really simple um not uh you know it's it's not some really deep theological question it's normally something you know pretty simple that everyone can get their teeth into mm -hmm. and everyone just shares an opinion over over the food and what we have seen in in that group is this kind of when everyone shares an opinion and everyone kind of sharpens each other as it were you do see opinions kind of changing and, and growing and um, you know, and, and we've often said that the 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 overs group is the group that's kind of expanding into ignite more than any other group. And mm -hmm. um, we're getting more and more people from the overs coming to our Sunday service, going out and and doing mission and and doing things mm -hmm. in their local area. So, um, that's kind of exciting. So there's there's all sorts of different ways that we can do this. I mean, we also we, um, we run a group called Impasse, um, which is basically a, a Bible study group. Um, except we don't come with any questions pre-planned. Um, so we come, we'll have read something, and then it's just every question can be put out there. Um, again, it's not intellectual. It's not a group of super smart people. It's just people who are open to the idea that you can ask any question you want. If you want to, to doubt whether Jesus is the Son of God here, ask it. And, uh, and we will all chat about it and throw out ideas. Um, so again, it's creating that freedom where, where you can say anything you want. Um, and then we do other things like we've done pints and parables, which is that we go down to a local bar and we read out parables. Um, some of them Jesus parables, some of them modern parables, some of them Buddhist, Hindu, Islamic parables. Um, and again, we just read out a parable, a short story, and we let people debate it and, and chat about it. So it's, it's creating this space where people can just chat and, and be open to, to sharing what they think 
Um, and I think in that process, as, as a Christian myself, in that process, that actually opens up more doors for me to share my faith. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it, it allows me to, to speak more about what I think and what I see in the scriptures. Mm. Um, so I think it's just creating those opportunities where people can ask questions. And, and then I do that in a personal aspect with people as well. You know, I don't, mm. you can ask yeah. any question you want and we'll talk about it and we'll chat about mm. it. Um, I would say that, I mean, like if it's something that you, for someone listening, that they really feel they couldn't do that, that their faith would be shaken too much. Um, I mean, I would say that, that don't, you know, if you really feel like it's too much, then, then don't. <laughs> but, but maybe if you feel like it's too much to, to have those honest conversations with people, then maybe you need to, to be reading the scriptures more. Maybe you need to be delving deeper uh, mm-hmm. and asking uh, the spirit to, to work in your life more so that you can be comfortable for uh, in yourself so that you can have confidence in your faith confidence in yourself to just be who you are yeah well and you know you learn you learn to play the piano by playing the piano you learn to cook by cooking you learn to listen by listening you learn to love by loving so I guess, yeah, maybe my my contribution um, is to to take a risk, take a chance. People are fascinating. Look more deeply, ask more penetrating questions, and I I think it's easier to love people if you really will listen to them. Yeah, if you yeah. really will be interested in what makes them tick and what they fear and where they come from and how they think and why they think what they think. And I'm not a naturally warm pastoral person, as you know, both, but, <laughs> but this is my, this is my way mm-hmm. that, that people can and do feel loved by me is because mm-hmm. I think people are fascinating. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a way to really get better at it except by doing it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're, if you're maybe not great at it now, uh, don't, don't, you know, you can you can grow and you, and you have to grow by doing it by trying yeah well thanks for coming man it's okay. always good to talk to you always provoked by your thinking yeah good you've been listening to mission disco a podcast by praxis movement you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at praxis movement Subscribe, like, or download this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or online at praxismovement.com.